people welcome to wednesday <laughs> oh my god i don't live in connecticut for this kind of weather <laughs> i've been enjoying this virginia something this virginia winter i don't want connecticut winter <laughs> for the last several months we've been enjoying virginia winter i don't want this this is this is harsh <laughs> And there's more people in Chicago. I've been watching these uh, TikTok videos in Chicago. These people, it's been like 17 below, 50 below. I don't understand it. I don't understand it. If I lived in Chicago, I swear to God, I would leave. I guess it starts getting cold. I would leave uh, Chicago maybe October. I wouldn't come back till June. <laughs> I'm not kidding you. Woo! Did you go to the store? I did. Okay, what's it like? A terrible. I know that. I got to be downtown. So my daughter was outside. Uh, some years ago, you know, I bought a cover for my car. I bought, uh, you know, to protect it from the snow so that I wouldn't have to clean, you know, because I'm an aging woman. So I don't have to, uh, I don't have to, uh, Sorry. do me a favor. We pour me some, pour me some coffee in my cup. It wasn't, it wasn't finished. So I just tried to pour a little bit. He was laughing at me. I saw him out there. I was like, oh, Lord, she's going to get that old man out there to help her clean up that car. Like, Your mom bought this cover so you didn't have to do this. I said, I'm too little to pull all of this. And you should have woke Gregory's ass up. <laughs> so anyway, I, you know, I have a cover for my car that I bought a few years ago when I moved here uh, because I don't have a garage. And I just don't want to be cleaning off a car every time it snows. So the cover has been really nice. But, you know, my daughter is pint-sized. So to get a, to get the cover off takes a lot of effort. If, if it, it takes a lot of effort to get it on if you're not, if you're not tall as your mother. <laughs> <laughs> you know, if you're not tall as your mother, it takes a little bit of work. <laughs> Because the car is way taller than her. And she don't got long arms. So. <laughs> so. Uh, so she went out there this morning. To to uh, take the cover off. And I mean it's smart to put a cover on the car. Because all you have to do is yank it off. But if you're not tall enough to like yank it off. It can be challenging. <laughs> so uh, our neighbor upstairs. Uh, I guess. Saw saw a damsel in distress, and uh, and helped her. So, anyway, she got it done. And uh, she uh, took it to took it for a drive, which is nice because I don't have to go out uh, uh, till noon. I'm going to the Schwartzman Center. They're launching their uh, they're having a lunch and they're launching their new season of uh, uh, performances. So I'm quite excited about that. 
Um, so I'm going to go and see what they got going on. But I had a wonderful conversation with uh, Lonnie Holly yesterday, you know, uh, who is about 10 years older than me. So if I'm 60, he's 70. And he's just the most fascinating, interesting man, you know, just just got a whole different vibe. And I and I love these artists that just have their own vibe. He has his own vibe. Um, and uh and uh and you know, just lives his life on his own terms. And I admire people who do that because I'm I'm trying to I'm trying to live my life on my own terms. So anyway. Uh I caught the streaming of the uh the talk that Paul had with uh with um uh, Dan Kennedy. I, I was not I had to cover on my car and I was not going to uh, go out there. It was dark. I wasn't going to lift the cover off my car by myself last night because I knew I would have fell. And, you know, I'm still tender about these hips and being out in uh, inclement weather. I just, I, you know, if I was 10 years younger, I would be like, oh, yeah, let's go. 50, let's go. 60, though, I really think about that kind of stuff. Uh, and I don't want to fall because I'm 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 steady on my feet, but I'm not solidly steady on my feet the way that I used to be prior to these hips being replaced. And it's just a time strength thing, and I'm strength training. But anyway, uh, Maya streamed it last night, so I watched the conversation, which was nice. <laughs> so I I got to uh I got to listen to the conversation and that. For me, that was good. That was a good thing. So, so thanks, Maya. High five. Uh, thank you so much. So, uh, so yeah, that's where we are. That's where we are. That's where we are. Um, 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 let's see what else is going on. I'm I'm over at the New Haven Independent site looking at uh looking at stuff. And then I'll tomorrow I'll spend some time on the uh the inner city site. Uh you know, we have the news briefs that go out, but the digital paper uh gets put to bed today and then I'll see it tomorrow. Or I'll see it later tonight or sometime tomorrow morning. So so baby, it's cold outside. Oh, baby, it's cold outside. So I enjoyed the conversation, Paul, with you and Dan Kennedy. Uh, it looked like you had a nice little turnout of folks there. Um, and it seemed like it was a lighthearted, fun conversation, which I'm glad. And I'm so glad for modern technology that allows me to be there even when I am not there. So I, I'm one of these people I embrace. I embrace. So, uh, but before I talk to Harry about artificial intelligence, let me just talk about the Iowa caucuses. First of all, you know, the press, I wish the press would get better about this because, you know, here's the thing. And, I, and I'm, not, I'm not stumping for the GOP, but a wrong is a wrong is a wrong. First of all, getting 50% of 10% is nothing. It's like they had like 12, 13 percent of the votes people went out of the of the Republican Party went out to vote in the Iowa caucuses. You know, it was cold. So Donald Trump got 50 percent of the votes. Uh, DeSantis and uh, Nikki, I don't know, a far second and third. And uh, 
And I guess they were going to have another debate, but Nikki Haley said, if Donald Trump doesn't get on that stage, I'm not debating. And, I, you know, I'm like, girl, you don't never turn down an opportunity to talk about what you want to talk about and have command of a stage, whether or not he shows up or not. You give, you need to give people opportunity to see you. I don't know who these people have as PR people, but that's just stupid. And I get why she's doing it. But let me tell you something. And this is what I know for sure. And I'm not, I'm not stumping for trumping. None of that. Because I think he's an asshole. And if these people can't see it, see that, that's on them. But I'm going to tell you something. She, and he called it. She's not strong. She is not ready for Donald Trump. She has not faced a Donald Trump. She can't handle a Donald Trump. Because Donald Trump is a white man in America, born, bred in America. And he's going to unleash on her the likes of insults that she ain't experienced since, I don't know, mean girls in grade school, if that. And she's not going to, and she's not witty or snappy and she's not sassy. So she's not going to be able to come back and deal with him. She's just not. He's going to call her, you know, whatever. He's going to say some stuff about her and she is going to crumble. And DeSantis wants to be in this so bad. I'm like, bruh, Go go back to Florida and continue banning books and 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 leveraging your your state as the stupid state. Keep go do that. Go go do that. <laughs> Cause you are never, Ron DeSantis, you are never going to be the president of these United States. You are never. Those listen, we told you that last time. But you clearly you didn't believe us. You don't. I don't care how many teams you change. I don't care how many managers you get. I don't care. It's not them. <laughs> because in all those changes, get guess who's the common denominator? You. So Ron DeSantis, you're never gonna be president, bruh. Go sit down. Go back to Florida and do Floridian foolishness, whatever it is that you think, you, because that mess that you're doing in Florida is not going to translate to the rest of the country. Now, you could go to the, the states that are more aligned to your stupidity, like a Texas, like a Mississippi, like a Alabama, you know, them, them low, low rate rent states. All right. But you, that, but your brand of foolishness is never going to play uh, uh, with people who actually read, write, and and speak English, and by English I mean speak, <laughs> not the language, just speak any language. <laughs> stupid is stupid, whether you say it in French, whether you say it in Spanish, <laughs> whether you say it in Farsi, <laughs> Pig Latin. Stupid is stupid is stupid. So you can't win. You can't win against Donald, Donald Trump. She can't win against Donald Trump. So y'all just get behind, get behind your, your little man so that y'all can ride into a loss. Cause that's what's going to happen. Cause ain't nobody going back to a Trump presidency. Nobody, not even the, only the people who won the Trump presidency are just the, the bottom of the barrel dummies. And and some of the business people because they you know they they like taking advantage of this country and they like you know they like to they like to egg Donald Trump on and making him feel like he's one of them, you know, a a, a billionaire, you know, uh, 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 business guy.
So, you know, so that's all I'm going to say about that. I was like, girl, Nikki Haley, you better get on that stage with that dummy DeSantis and talk the talk that you need to talk. Because anytime you get an opportunity to command the stage while you are in an election, you should take it. You should take it. Take it and let the people who come out from, from, from New Hampshire see you because you can't knock on every single door. You just can't do it. And this weather per, is not permitting. And I think the weather knows something. <laughs> the weather knows something. So there we are. I'm just saying. I'm just saying. So. I don't know what y'all got to do. It's it's a it's a it's a thing to watch. This uh this GOP. It's a thing to watch. This is like must see TV. <laughs> this is like this is like uh the whole the, the whole GOP ought to be on Tubi. That's how bad it is. No, it should be on Tubi. It should be live streaming from Tubi. I don't mess with Tubi. I just don't mess with it because. It's owned by Fox, and I can't get behind that mess. And uh, and they and they, there's so many things wrong with it, on so many levels, you know. And I I don't, I, I don't I don't care to speak about it, uh, about what I see, what I know is happening around Tubi. I just I just won't do it because it's uh, it's egregious and. And it would just take uh, some things. I just think some things require it to happen in order for people to learn the lesson. That's it. So I might try to get myself to the to the movies this weekend um, because I I definitely want to see Origin because I'm a Anjanu Ellis fan and I'm a um, Ava DuVernay fan. I mean, I just am. Like Ava DuVernay could shoot commercials, and she did, and I love them. <laughs> I'm just, I'm just saying, and we have something in common. Uh, uh, we both have been immortalized by uh, Katura Davis, like both of us. So, um, and so we have that in common. Although she probably has her, her, her. Uh, her portrait. I don't have mine, but I did get a gift from Katura uh, the other day. She sent me. She was doing these. Um, she was hand uh, blotting uh, these uh, Palestinian in solidarity with Palestinian uh, 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 flyers on cotton, on linen, on whatever the fabric. And then she sent me the picture that she took to do my to do my portrait of that, you know, sold for a lot of money that I hope I run into someday. <laughs> I hope I'm somewhere and I'll be like, I think it's called Babs, Babs Sweet or something. Um, but she sent me the picture matted and signed and numbered. So it's a limited edition. Um, so that means somebody uh, will have that too in their possession. So I'm out there in the world, y'all. I'm out here in these international art streets being fabulous. So I'm going to frame mine and hang it up because it's, uh, it's, uh, it's just, I, I'm immortalized. What, what can I say? What can I say? What can I say? So 
anyway, that's that. Uh, that's that. What a time, what a time, what a time, what a time. Oh, I'm going to the gym. After I leave the luncheon, I'm going to the gym because I got to keep working out. Uh, I got some prescriptions I got to pick up, so I'll go get them tomorrow. Um, but uh, yeah, I mean, it's uh, all is well, I guess. Uh, I finished my, I did my Yukon interview yesterday. So the Yukon interviews are video interviews. So you log in to a system that they have called Kira. So you log in and you uh uh you have five five questions uh four of them you have to you know record yourself answering them and uh and the fifth one you have to actually write uh, it's just another you know uh, another step in the application process i kind of dig it on a lot of levels and i and i know why they do it but you know i'm not going to you know Yep, yep, you will. Uh, I know why they do it. I I mean it was fine. I I think I flubbed one 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 question, which was fine. I mean, what are you going to do? <laughs> I mean, I do this for a living. I talk for a living. I mean, here's the thing. This is what I know in my heart. That's why I think I'm not freaking out about any of this. If I admit to get into somebody's law school at this round, then I will get into somebody's law school. If I am not meant to get into somebody's law school, then as Brother James Foreman said, we just do it again. <laughs> I got time. <laughs> what? I got time. I got time. We'll see what happens. I'd like to get in so I can start this year. You know, but you know, we'll just we'll just see. So I got one more school to apply to, and then I, and then I think I'll just wait to hear back from everybody else. You know, maybe somebody will let me in their school. I don't know. You know, and somebody got to give me some money because I don't have none. You know, it's hard out here for a felon. <laughs> so, so we'll see what happens. You know, they don't want they listen. Let me tell you something about this country. You commit a crime, they want you to forever be linked to that crime. And I get it on a lot of levels. If you're a pedophile, there's no cure for for pedophiles. If you if you like harming children, there's no cure for that, right? They haven't figured out how to unlock that code in people's brains on how to stop them from harming children, right? And I think for some people, for some people, it really is a sickness. Uh, and then for other people, it's just for profit, you know. So um, they just they're just inhumane. You know, you know, trafficking trafficking children is a kind of inhumanity that is almost unspeakable, and that's how that's how people get away with it because people find it distasteful to talk about, and they and they don't want to notice that it is happening uh, in their neighborhoods, in their communities, in their states, in their country. We always think that trafficking is going on somewhere else, and our first thought is like Asia. But, you know, trafficking is going on in New Haven and Atlanta and New York and Chicago and L.A. and Texas and all the places that we are. All the places that, that human depravity can exist, that's where uh, human trafficking is. And as someone who was human trafficked as a child, uh, I could tell you that there's trafficking going on under our noses and people are not saying anything. And I, I'm saying that. Um 
and and the links have asked me to uh, uh to continue to talk about this uh because this is the the January is um human tra stop human trafficking awareness month you know January is stop trafficking awareness month uh and 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 uh I didn't do it I didn't do the PSA yesterday but I'm going to do it today I'm going to do it right now so and this is this is a public service announcement uh, uh, sponsored by the Waterbury, Connecticut chapter of the Lynx Incorporated, who I've done this for two years now. Uh, normally, I would have them on, but they, they you know, busy women can't always show up to stuff. So January is National Slavery and Human Trafficking Prevention Month. And this is in, in, in conjunction with uh, Love 146. So and, 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 the, and the PSA goes like this. Do you know someone who was a victim of human trafficking? Human trafficking is a form of modern-day slavery with illegal smuggling and trading of people for forced labor and or sexual and physical abuse. This is a worldwide problem as well in our own beautiful state of Connecticut. Right here, right here, it's happening. Traffickers target people, both boys and girls, who are vulnerable, vulnerable to promises of a better life and enforcing them, uh, and then forcing them uh, to live and work in unfair and abusive conditions. Um, many traffickers are well known, living near us and promising um, and convincing young people and families that their children will have a better life in a new place. Under the United States federal and Connecticut state laws, human trafficking is a crime. It is a damn crime. Let's work together to protect our children against these horrific crimes. If you are a victim or know someone who is a victim of human trafficking, or if you would like to learn more about the serious issues in our society, contact Love 146 at 203-772-4420. That's 203-772-4420. Because we need your help. And this is something we can do as a community. Just, you know, be on the lookout. You know, you know your spidey senses go up when you see stuff that's not right. You see kids in community that are in situations that they shouldn't be in, you know. And not necessarily you have to go and intervene, but you damn sure could call the police and let authorities know that something ain't quite right over there, over there, over there, over there. That's all. That's what I'm saying. So it's January. So just be on the lookout uh, uh, on that uh, because uh, that's a level of inhumanity uh, that we should not live with. And it is something we can do something about. And there are people on the ground who are doing something about. People who, they're doing something with trying to raise awareness. They're doing something to try to end it. They're doing something to help turn around lives who are, who have come out of these uh, horrendous situations. And it is slavery. Make no mistake. It is slavery. So, you know, if you see something, say something. That's all. Let's help. Let's help ourselves. So, so that's the PSA from the uh, Waterbury chapter of the Lynx. Uh, and thank you for entrusting me with the message. Uh, I appreciate it greatly. So, uh, yes, I'm counting down, counting down, counting down to Senegal, counting down babies. Um, I've got 14 days, so I got to go and have a. Uh, I gotta go have my uh, yellow fever shot because you have to have papers to travel, yeah, or they won't let you in your in their country. 
So, so yeah, so I know where to go. I just have to do it. So by the end of this week, I'll schedule my appointment to go uh, have my shot. Uh, it has to be uh, at least 10 days out. So I, I, I will make the deadline. No worries. I will make the deadline. So, so I got to do that. And I, I've already started laying out my, my, my clothes, pulled my suitcase out, started pulling clothes together, started editing what I'm going to do. Uh, so I'm looking forward to it. Uh, there's some things that I got to pick up. I got to bring mosquito repellent, uh, a, a outlet converter. Um, I got to have my yellow fever shot. I need some sunblock. I probably need a couple of hats which I'm going to bring my little baseball caps. I might find me a little crushable hat to put on. Um, I'd have to bring a couple of bath towels. We will have linen, but um, they advise us that, you know, housekeeping is not the same as housekeeping in, in some more developed places. So it'll be cool in the evening. So, you know, you bring a wrap of something, some sort. Of course, my medications. Of course, slippers, house shoes, that kind of thing. Uh, uh Senegal's not in the United States, so they just want us to know that. There will be a cleaning staff. Um, uh, uh, bathrooms will be a little bit different, so uh, you might have to travel with your own toilet paper in some of the places. Uh, that's fine. Uh, okay. Of course, if it's black, we got to have a color-coordinated uh, event. So I got to bring uh, two white outfits, which translates to me, one white outfit worn both times. That's it. For some ceremonial stuff. Uh, bring something for the altar. Lord, more stuff that I have to pack. I'll bring something. Maybe a picture of my children. <laughs> um, and uh, when we go to Gory, uh, Gory is not for sandals. So wear some you know, some shoe shoes. Um, so I'll be in Dakar um, from Friday to the following Wednesday. And then we travel to La Petite Cote, which is the fishing village, which will be the rest of the time. So, uh, so yeah, I'm, 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 I'm looking forward to it. I'm very much looking forward to it. And, uh, you know, I'm looking forward to it. And uh, people are like, oh, you're going by yourself? Well, I'm, I'm, first of all, I don't think you go anywhere in the world by yourself. People are everywhere. Uh, but some of the women, I I'm, I know I'm on the flight with three other women uh, because we talked about that on, on uh, uh, when we had our, our, our Zoom meetup uh, because it's a direct flight. So a bunch of us was like, mm, we're not trying to lay over nowhere. We're going to take a direct flight there and a direct flight out. So uh, my flight leaves, I don't know, at night and it'll get there in the morning, which is fine. Do you know what I mean? Like, absolutely fine. <laughs> it's, it's all good. <laughs> it's all good. So uh, so we'll leave, uh, leave at night and get there in the morning and uh, I'll be fine. And we'll, they'll meet us there. We'll see them. And uh, yeah. So the key for me is to just pack as light as I possibly can. Uh, you know, I carry a CPAP machine, which has its own case, 
But I think this time I'm not going to carry. I'm just going to carry um, my carry-on bag and my other bag. Both my bags are carry-on bags. Uh, so I think that's what I'm going to stick to. I could put my CPAP in my in my bag bag. And I'm going to pack as light as I possibly can because I don't like taking a lot of stuff and I don't want a heavy suitcase. So so we'll we'll make it work. Child, we're going to make this thing work out. You know, so I'm going to toot around in the next couple of days, see what I see, uh, go where I go, see what's happening, and uh, see what I can scare up. Um, you know, because I really don't want to bring a whole lot of stuff. And I want to find, and I have a lot of light clothes, caftans um, that I could probably throw in my bag, which I think I will. Uh, and that'll be that. And I just got to pull out uh, my sandal situation and see what I'm going to, you know, slip on my feet. And trust me, I I am I, I don't need anything. I really don't. I have more stuff than God. You know, I, I could I could I could outfit a whole play, a whole cast with the wardrobe that I have. So so anyway. Uh I wanted to uh talk to Harry about what I saw the other day. Harry, I saw I saw a story about uh a, a AI, a robot that they, you know, AI robot that they tricked out that um, beat up the engineer that designed it. <laughs> because the engineer was acting like an asshole toward it and it and it it swung back. And I'm like, Whoa. that freaked me out. That, 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 uh, uh, that freaked me out when I saw that story. Uh, you know, and uh, they've got a bunch of robots that they are training to fight. Uh, but uh, there's a story, Harry, that this robot. Uh, was annoyed because uh, I guess the uh, the engineer that made it was messing with it. You know, you know, being aggressive with it, and it smacked his butt upside the head, cut him up a little bit. I was like, "What?" Now, if that was a lion or a tiger, Harry, or a gorilla or something, guess or a bear, what do you think would have happened? They would, they would put the animal down. Do you think they do that with the robot? Are uh, you say, Matt? You got to be careful. AI is listening to you right now. I know. They're gonna be gonna lock me in my house, <laughs> lock me in my car. You're gonna walk out your door and ring doorbell. Is gonna call the cops on you. I know. <laughs> you gotta be careful. Harry, somebody's gotta uh somebody's gotta uh yeah, so I so mean, I think the I don't think the video was real. You know, well, I, there's a couple of things. There there is a 
the one, the video, a couple of videos where the robots are fighting back. That's not the one I'm talking about. I'm not talking about the Boston Dynamics. I'm talking about the one that was in the lab and uh, and the robot uh, retaliated. I don't see that story. <laughs> but, you know, we're only a minute away, Harry, from these robots fighting back. I mean, they just gonna. Because we are so desperate to put thought and thought into them. You gotta be careful the way you're treating robots. Huh? You gotta be careful the way you're treating robots. You can't listen. Listen, you... they don't care about how they treat humans. So <laughs> well, I mean that's that's a human problem, right? Where we care, we we make laws and, and we um we actually go out our way to to be strict with the laws, like when somebody's abusing a pet, but you abuse children and people like to look the other way. So that's a human. Yeah. I'm with you, Harry. I I I I listen. I I just think I don't know who is policing the AI community. I don't know who polices them, Harry. Who has oversight? You know how I feel about this. I feel like there needs to be some kind of oversight over this technology. Not to shut it down. I don't want to shut it down, Harry. But I think people can go too far. And we've seen this already. History bears this out. <laughs> well, a lot of these systems are self-learning, self, so self-policing, self-everything, right? So you would hope that there's a kill code. I didn't say it. This is the Love Babs Love Talk Show. <laughs> this is Harry throw me under the bus in real time. <laughs> so when Babs, when Babs can't get on tomorrow for the show because AI is not letting her log in, <laughs> we know what happened. She's talking smack about AI. Not, not Harry. Oh, I know what it is, Harry. The Tesla, the Tesla factory worker. The Tesla factory worker was attacked by the robot that dug his claws into it. This was in December, just after Christmas. It was attacked by one of the robots at the company's manufacturing facility in Texas. That's what that was. It was in the post. It was in the post. And then PC Magazine picked it up. And Fortune Magazine picked it up. Yeah, talking about Tesla and um, Harry. Do you see all these people out there in the cold weather? And they, the little Teslas. <laughs> the te Teslas is like a matchbox. It can't yeah. do nothing. The battery won't. It's cold. It's the largest paperweight in the world. <laughs> Harry, these people are trying to charge up the battery. It's taking five, six hours, seven hours, ten hours. I don't. I guess they they didn't try this out in cold weather. Like what? <laughs> Well, you know, in order for you to oh, save Lord. the planet, you need for global warming to take effect because you can't live in cold weather. <laughs> so you actually need for the temperature to go up a little bit in order to use these electric vehicles because you see, and then imagine in, the, in uh, Minnesota and places like that where their school buses, the electric school, school buses aren't working and all of that stuff is just so yeah. Doing these things. Give me some gas. 
Fight it out in the Middle East. Give me some gas. <laughs> At least get it from here. But I mean, this this is the thing that we have to come, you know, to the reality that you know, oil and natural gas, actually natural gas has lowered our emissions in the last 40 years more than the, than we were capable of doing without it. So the the fracking for natural gas has actually helped, you know, and then the next step is actually nuclear energy. So mm -hmm. when people are scared, you say nuclear and they think, you know. So I'm going to tell you something. So all these little stories that they keep out of the out of the press about these robots at the Tesla factories that are retaliating there's a there's been like a couple of years now of this wow this is two years ago Harry this they started seeing this stuff I wonder when do you say okay let's not Maybe we maybe we need to we need to shut this down and then work on it without having it be part of you know the factory assembly line. I, I, I just think we're just setting ourselves up to just extinct ourselves. That's all. Well, of course. But you know, if you look at the World Economic Forum and stuff like that, they the whole goal is <laughs> to for the population levels to shrink, right? Well, is that how we're gonna do it? We're gonna let robots kill us? <laughs> you know, we we we're, the, we're probably the stupidest creatures on this planet. I I I would I would say so. You know, because we have no survival instinct. We're creating stuff that just is gonna kill us. <laughs> in the name in the name of saving us. <laughs> Okay, let's do that. Oh, oh my God. <sighs> you know, what have, I've seen all of these robot stories also, and it's just, you know, it. we also, the workers and everything, you have to come to the realization, even the Amazon robots that move stuff. You see how many people get hurt with that stuff? Yeah. And I think it's because these robots think they're overworked. <laughs> You know, it's like you, you better look, they're self-learning, right? And then the the real workers next to them, they hear all of the stuff too. You know, and they're like, the, wait, wait a minute. This guy feels he's overworked. How about me? He's working 40 hours. I'm working 120 hours. You know, so it's like, what what's going on here? So you, we have to start being careful because I mean. Are these things have they gone sentient? Have they have they crossed that line, Babs? Have they crossed over? I Do I I I think they are, Harry. Right. So it's I like think, I think they are. I think we're building them that way. Right. We're building them to learn so that we don't have to sit there and program every single thing into them. We're saying, hey, uh, let's make it capable. So that they could actually start like a child, you know, where they start soaking in the information and then they choose which behaviors to go forward with. So, you know, I mean, there's, the only difference is we can't put in 
a conscience. We can't put in a soul. So if these robots are deciding on zeros and ones, <laughs> you know, there's no mercy, there's no empathy, there's nothing in it. So that's the danger. We're gonna we're gonna eventually I think so. I mean, I'm when, convinced. When you look back, there's there's so many. Um, especially now, you know, it never gets into our, our history books, and we we're never going to read about it. But you have all these archaeologists finding ancient histories, right? So, other civilizations that you know what thought not to exist, you know, so. What happened to them? Did they create AI? <laughs> you know? <laughs> what happened to them? Why did they disappear? <laughs> I know, right? There's a whole bunch of people that sort of, they were here and then they're not here. And now yeah. we're finding that there are people in between the Neanderthal and, and us, right? Like there was there was a bunch of folks in between, between us and before then. So, Then yeah, now the UFO stuff, right? Oh. <laughs> you you know you add that into it and now they're saying wait a minute these um these grays you know how they say the we always think about green martians and stuff like that but most people see gray um aliens they're the small aliens that people see now people say wait a minute they may be robots they may be a lot of the UFOs we say may be drones from alien drones. Oh. What if we created AI and in the future we no longer exist? What took over is AI, and now AI is coming back and forth through time and looking at us. Isn't that isn't that um I'm sorry, uh the <laughs> the, the movie, isn't that <laughs> What's the movie? Oh, Terminator. Like, Terminator. Ain't that the Terminator story? Like Terminator one through ten or something? Ain't that the story? I don't know. <laughs> you gotta they... go back into the future to stop it. Yeah, but I don't know who they're gonna come back and eliminate. They they don't want to stop AI, right? Because they're the this they're the reason why they we are the reason why they're existing. So, and God knows we're gonna kill ourselves off, right? Yeah, we are. In history, <laughs> right? You look at all the different civilizations that they found, we're going to get killed off either by a natural disaster, by some alien um, media that hits, something. If you look at history, <laughs> we civilization continues to start over. Yeah. So... The question is whether AI is going to survive it, right? And I, I, I want to already be dead. <laughs> like, I don't want to... <laughs> Harry, I I don't want to have to pack my stuff in a bag and be running. And <laughs> I, I want to be having to find places to hide. And I don't want to be foraging food. And uh-uh, uh-uh. That's why I say, if like, if the government announces there's going to be a, you know... A world-ending event. A meteor is going to come. I'm going to go to the city where the meteor is going to hit. 
because I want to die instantly. <laughs> I don't want to die slowly from radiation or, you know, I don't want to die slowly like that. So I'm going to be like, okay, I'm going to book my flight. I'm going to fly to it. Yeah, where, where is it going to hit again? Okay. All right, I'm going there. I'm going to stay in the nicest hotel. <laughs> That's how I'm going to be. You did a nice meal in front of me and just wait it out. I'm like, all right. That's but it. you know, Harry, there's always going to be somebody who's going to survive that. I don't want to survive it. <laughs> I'm going to gather my whole family. Harry, what if they say they don't want to they don't want to go with you? What if they say that's not my plan? We're gonna go in the opposite direction because we want to we want to stay alive. So if you want to go, you gotta go by yourself. You know, you know what's funny? Um Bella's always watching these what if videos on YouTube. And she called me, this is about three weeks ago. She called me and she goes, Papa, if the world was going to end. If a media was going to hit and the world was going to end, and the government was going to gather young people to send to space so that they could repopulate and continue the world. She's like, would you want me to go? And I'm like, oh, my God. I said, that's a difficult question. She says, I don't she said, Papa, I don't think I would want to go. I think I just want to die with you guys and i'm like but it's a difficult population because you don't know who's gonna who are gonna be the leaders of these young people right start mm -hmm. the general who, are they the you know they're gonna be taken up there and there's gonna be new slave masters Ooh. don't know right so it's like maybe i would rather go with my entire family knowing that at least we went together instead of thinking. Yeah, but everybody's not going to think that way, Harry. You know, <laughs> I know, but I, I'm like, my God, I'm like, that's but you saying that let's all go together. But somebody's going to be like, uh, -uh I want to, I want to go and do my own thing. I, I want to live so desperately. Well, that, you, know, uh, you know who would be like that? Like Bella's like, I would rather go with you. And I know Daisy would be like, uh, I'm yeah, but their parents would be like, uh, no, <laughs> they, they, no, they no. Daisy be like, I'm living. Yeah, yeah. Daisy would be like me. <laughs> I'll do it right. <laughs> There's hope. Uh, uh, I'm not. No way, Jose. I'll make it right. I don't know. I don't know what I would do. It depends. If it happened tomorrow, Harry, I would I would clearly would want to live. But if it happens 30 years from now and I'm 90, I'm like, mm. Oh, no. It, I, I'm too old. Yeah. I'm too old to start over. So I'm ready. Uh, like I said, I'm taking that flight first class. I'm going. <laughs> I'm going to live it up. <laughs> I'm gonna book Harry, you assuming that anybody would want to fly a flight. You'd have to find like-minded people who want to do that. I, I think I think there's there would be a lot of people who would want Oh, I'm sure. I have no doubt, Harry. There'll be a lot of people who think the way that you think, yeah. and you will find them because they're like, listen, this is how we're gonna let this go down. I get it. 
Yeah, it just is too much for me. Too much. Yeah. And and the the thing is, is that we're we're living in pretty dangerous times, Babs. Oh, these are crazy times. I, I think we're the you remember where they used to have the what is it, the end clock? What what is that? What was it called? The it was the world clock to the end or something like that. Oh, oof. and I think we're the closest it's ever been to the end. You know, we're that dangerous. We, it isn't. We're not playing with nuclear bombs that would just destroy Hiroshima. You know, like one city and stuff like that. Those, those are the <laughs> the little nuclear bombs that that Putin's always threatening to Ukraine. Right? <laughs> those are the little. But now we're dealing with really world-ending weapons. No, we are. And so, somebody gonna pop off. Somebody gonna pop off. Somebody gonna do it. Somebody gonna do it, Harry, because there's this there's a belief factor there. But we're gonna take a break and then we'll come back and talk about this some more. Because I need more coffee. So I'll be back. We'll oh. be back. We'll talk about this some more. I know this is rousing conversation this morning, end of the end of days. <laughs> Let me tell you, it's end of days. I was gonna go into the office today, but my car is an is an igloo right now. Oh, it's I know. It's people are listen. I didn't go to the talk last night because I didn't feel like taking the cover off my car in the dark because I didn't want to fall. I just didn't want to fall. So on my car, I only have it on the windshield. So it's different. I mean, you know, the rest of my car is an igloo. My windshield. No, my whole car is covered. The thing covers my whole car, so I have to just just pull it back, which is fine. But you know, I didn't want to do it last night, so. Well, okay. we'll be back at ten fifteen, y'all. Keep it locked. <laughs>
Second hour of Love Babs Love Talk on WNHHLP 103.5 FM, your home for community radio. <laughs> Harry, I sent you, I just texted you, I meant to text it to you yesterday or the day before, the new uh, King Kong Godzilla movie. The Titans are back, Harry! The New Empire! It's the trailer for the New Empire. They are working together, Harry. Have you um, seen the... Monarchs, the monster. Oh, yes. I binge watched the whole season. Me too. Harry, I loved everything about it. I, You know what I love? I love, wait, first of all, they had a whole Godzilla sighting a decade ago. And then they're still like acting as if, did we really see that though? Did that really happen? <laughs> it's that attitude, Harry, like, Oh, they're not going to come back. And I'm like, are y'all kidding me? <laughs> and then this is the other thing that cracks me up, Harry. Godzilla is ginormous. Why can't they ever find this thing? <laughs> well, that's the they either live in another dimension or in the earth. Well, they live in the earth. They live deep, deep somewhere in another part of earth. Yeah, but that's the whole... That's the whole theory, the Kurt Russell theory, that is also within another dimension. I could get with that. I'm with that. I could get with that, Harry. Because where, you know, it's part of the quantum physics realm where, you know, it kind of blurs time and space. So you're, that's why he comes back, the time, you know, that, the years have changed. He's missed 30 years. He's this and that. And it's because in that quantum realm, even though it felt like, you know, for her, it felt like three weeks. And when she comes back, it's like 30 something years later. Yeah. It's crazy. I, I'm looking forward to it, though. I was like, finally, Godzilla and King Kong get on one page. And I guess somebody is trying to take over King Kong's role as king of the whatever. So he got to fight that fight. But then whoever's trying to do him in is also trying to take over the world. So Godzilla got to come and help save the world because Godzilla stays saving the world. Well, you know, I mean, the the movie that has gotten a lot of, you know, um, hoopla lately is the the Godzilla minus one movie, the Japanese movie that came out. Um, and it's supposed to be like the best Godzilla movie. Which one is that? Because I watched one recently. Well, it's Godzilla minus one and it's all in subtitles. So it's all in Japanese. Well, I don't care. I like subtitles. They don't bother me, Harry. I, I'm not like these people who, who can't read and watch TV. <laughs> I, you know, I really, it has to really be good for me not to notice that I've been reading the whole movie. Oh, Lord. 
because you know my my problems with um attention deficit disorder. So yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, tell your attention to turn itself on to itself and. But, yeah, so but Godzilla minus one, look it up because people are freaking going nuts over that. I like it, you know. So, but yeah, I, I, I'm all into all of this stuff. You know, I love it. Um, and you see the way they the way they put it, right? It's like they're calling them the Titans, right? Yeah, they're the Titans. Yeah, so it's tapping into, you know, that mythology where I, I love all of that, where, where they're tapping into stuff that people actually believed at one point and bringing it forward into today's realm, you know? Love it. Oh, Godzilla Minus One is at the movies. Yeah. You can see it in Waterbury. So... Oh, where can I see it at? There's no place for me to see it. Near New Haven. Oh, I'm not going to Southington. <laughs> oh, that, I'm not doing that. That's the only reason I haven't seen it. You know, it's like it's far away. Well, not well, yeah. For me, it's the reading, Beth, because I get distracted by people in the theater and I know Harry, but if you you know, you cannot do that. You have control. Over yourself, it has to be something that where I'm hyper focused, and it's like, well, you'll be hyper focused on uh, on Godzilla, but yeah. Oh, so okay, so this takes place. Godzilla minus one is a film that explores a specific period in Japanese history after the devastating atomic bomb attacks on Hiroshima and Nagasaki. The title represents the idea that Japan couldn't sink any lower after the bombings and the monster Godzilla's effect following the country's devastation. I wish they I wish that Godzilla would came and killed up all the people who dropped the bomb on him. Well, here's the thing. Well, that would be us, Mabs. No, but... no, no, no. That would be white people. He would know the difference between white people and black people. I don't think so. Black people didn't do that. White people did that. But um, we didn't have a hand in that. So that's the whole theory of of the monsters, right? That the atomic bomb gets dropped and it kind of creates these wormholes, and the radiation creates these mon, you know, these monsters and everything through those wormholes and everything. So, pretty interesting theory. It's it's just like the Stranger Things theory, which is based. I know. On I, I I dropped Stranger Things. I loved it, and then I dropped it. You know, I can't. These like these twenty years shows. I can't do. So I don't know what happened with Stranger. Didn't they finish up? They wrapped up. They wrapped up, but I thought they were thinking of bringing, doing a you know, a spinoff. That's the problem. Not spinoffs, but they they want to bring them back every once in a while. It's like the stars get so big that they don't have time to do the series. Well, yeah, and you know, you get. I mean, after a decade, you're like, all right, what else do I want to do? You know. So but, we'll see. I'll, I'll I'll wait for it to come to uh streaming. And there's this other. It's raised. It made fifty million dollars. There's this other 
show on on um, Apple TV um, Invasion. I haven't started that, Harry. You know what I've been watching on Apple TV though? I've been watching for mankind because you know I like space stuff. You haven't haven't gotten into it yet. It's good. It's interesting. Like every 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 season, it's it's uh it fast forwards ten years. So whatever has happened ten years ago, it's not gonna go back to it. So it jumps into the next ten years. It's been it's been a fascinating watch. So I don't know how many more seasons I got. I think I'm on season three. I think there's like four or five seasons. Oh, they're that they're that far into it. Yeah, what? it's pretty good. But Invasion is my next one. I hear I hear it's good. It's slow. Yeah, but I don't mind slow, Harry. I like I like the build up. I like the okay. Let me let me pay attention to all what's happening because it's gonna come back to remind me somewhere when all hell break loose. When somebody figures out what happened, <laughs> I saw the first season, and it is slow. And it, but it's slow because it's not giving you one perspective; it's giving you the perspective of different lives. Different. Okay, okay. I I kind of like that. I like a. I don't need to jump right into it. I like to like build into it. I could go with that. Yeah. So where uh, you at? Are you on season? Are you in season two? I haven't started season two. Um, but yeah, I'm I'm thinking of whether I wait on season two because I'm not that into it. Um, but we'll see what what you know. Well, what they if, say it's well done. It's gotten good reviews, so um, so I'm inclined to watch it. I started watching. I started episode one, and I was I realized it's not what I want to watch. I wanted to watch for mankind. So I start. So I put it away, and I went to for mankind. I've just been. I'm just engrossed in that. It's such a ride, crazy ride. It's a it's an alternate storytelling of of the Russian, um, U.S. space, you know, race. It's an alternate story. Interesting, very, very, very interesting. <laughs> I was like, what? <laughs> you know, what would have happened if Russia would have beat us to the moon, and to Mars, and to, you know, not to Mars so much, but if they were to beat us, beat us. Uh, it's very fascinating. You know, the the whole moon thing. <laughs> moon thing. Um, why haven't we been there again? I think we I think we I think we were just there. No. Isn't we, there a space station up there or somewhere near there? We well, we have space stations, you know, but not, not I think the moon is just not that interesting anymore, Harry. Like there's things beyond the moon. It's like, why why go to Lake Quasi when you could go to, you know, Six Flags? Like, all right. <laughs> they just had to reschedule, I think, the Artemis flight to the moon again. They keep pushing it back and back. Well, the weather has been crazy. No, but the thing is, is they're pushing it back a couple of years. They keep pushing it back. And well, you can, it's a it's a lot to try to put something up in space. You know how expensive it is? You'd be like, we have to have absolute 100% readiness. Because we can't make another rocket in a month. He supposedly went to the, moon a few, to the moon a few times, right? It was a few times. It wasn't just... We landed on the moon once and then go back. We went a few times. Yeah, we've been on the moon a few times. And then we stopped and we haven't been able to re replicate the technology that got us to the moon. We can't get there again. There's no other country who's been, who's, you know, 
put feet on the moon just like we did if we did um what do you mean if we did we were on the moon russia was on the moon lots of people been on the moon she hasn't put feet on the moon there's nobody who's actually landed except for us um so i mean we've sent different things on the moon we've sent probes and stuff like that but man on the moon only the united states and why why and now china's looking to beat us to the moon to putting people up there and actually colonizing the moon so it, it's just interesting it's like why hasn't haven't we been able to do it again well russia went was on the moon the last time they was there harry was 1961 they had a they had a mission, uh, you know. That's I don't not, know. I don't know if the moon is that interesting to go to after these, you know. We well, everybody's trying to go. There. Everybody's trying to go there again because it's it's your basically pit stop towards Mars. Mars. China's been on the moon twenty thirteen. No, they, they, they yeah, they landed the Chang the Chang Chang three spacecraft in twenty thirteen, becoming the first nation to soft land. On the lunar surface, after the United States and the Soviet Union, yeah, but not men. And then, uh, and then they then they landed a uh, they landed a spacecraft on the far side, on the moon's far side. So, yeah, they. So I, how many humans have been? Uh, Twelve men have worked walked on the lunar surface of the moon. Twelve. Yeah, and then we suddenly stopped. Yeah. I think it's expensive to just keep going back to a place you've already been to. <laughs> oh. I I listen, I, I I don't know if they if we've seen all we needed to see on the moon. I don't know. I don't know. I think they got their sights set on Mars and other planets. So I don't know. It's just weird how we just stopped and nobody's able to actually, it's hard to get men through there. It's supposed to be some radiation belt that you have to cross that could affect men. But for some reason, we were doing it all the time. But um, anyway. Yeah. Well, you know, uh, that's, but that's the whole point of learning. Like, okay, we don't learn enough. We're not, we're not going to do that. <laughs> <laughs> But um, there's this um, documentary called God versus UFOs, right? Oh. And it, it's it's an interesting... The documentary explores the otherworldly aspect of UFOs looking at whether there are links. What is it called? God versus UFOs. Right? Whether there are links with the paranormal or whether science and mysterious world... Of, of quantum physics can explain the phenomena. I think it's God versus aliens. God versus UFOs. I have it as God versus aliens. A little short. It's a short. Um, it came out this year. I mean, uh, last year. Actually, mm -hmm. the story I'm looking at is from yesterday from the Yahoo Finance. Um, oh, I see. God versus UFOs, a new film about the paranormal. Yeah. Um, it's from the UK. Okay. 
It also looks at the religious and spiritual side of UFOs, right? Now, now the question is, right, when Jesus says, I am not from this world, he's proclaiming himself an alien, right? I don't I don't think he means I don't I when I I don't think it's literal in that sense. I don't think he means from this planet. I think when you say world, you mean all the things that is going on at this particular time. I'm not with any of this. I'm thinking about another direction and another path for us to be. You know, I'm not with this, you know, hierarchy that has been that man has created. So I don't think he mean I don't think it's a literal meaning of the world word world. I think it's about environment uh and and state of being as we are. He gets taken up, Ezekiel sees a fiery ship come down with leg three legs like landing gear and everything. So it's like in the Bible there are situations when Moses is on the mountain and everything. I know, but you know, the Bible can't be taken as a literal. It, it, the Bible can't be used as a, a, a literal interpretation of history or any of that, uh, because you have to remember that these are stories that people have been telling for thousands of years before people were even had the ability to write things down. So the people who are telling these stories, you know, it's just like anything. When you tell a story, you start to, everybody adds a piece to the story based on what they believe they hear. And so, you know, these literal interpretations of the Bible is quite misleading to people. Um, um, so so I, I think we have to, so, when, so when, when Ezekiel sees the wheel in the middle of the air, the sky, um, you have to sort of think about all that was happening and what was going on and why would he think that? That's that's what real uh, uh, theological scholarship is about, is that you sort of dissect it and you think about it. And then you look at all the, you you look at the historical nature and you lay it up against um, um, the biblical implications of what is happening, right? So, so yeah, not, not to explain things because I think faith, Faith and, and and evidence of things unseen go hand in hand. Like they, the real things and evidence of things unseen go hand in hand. Like I don't have to discredit one or the other to. No, to but the thing is, explaining stuff just like a, a normal person would explain a UFO sighting now, right? So you have, and then you have that in the art of different generations, and you 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 go back into the caves you find little UFOs written on the walls and stuff like that. So it's historically you're finding that other people were experiencing the same things, um, not just biblically. So it, it does make you wonder whether there's a spiritual side to the UFO phenomenon. Um, Oh, I, 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 I have a sense of spirituality and everything. I mean, we could apply spirituality to everything. Do you know what I mean? Like, it lends itself to that. Yeah, definitely. I mean, it, it definitely lends itself to it because it isn't something new. You're going back thousands of years and people were experiencing the same things. You know, um, a lot of, of the indigenous People talked about the sky people coming and giving them knowledge and 
imparting stuff on them. So math, showing them how to read the skies and all of that stuff. So oh, I have no doubt, Harry. Because you know how I, you know what, you know what I think about when I see stuff like that. What's the one where um, Predator, the Predator movies? <laughs> that's a that's a good example and indication that we are not alone. <laughs> and even the the guy who's been testifying in front of Congress. Um, that was part of the intelligence community that he started all this UFO, you know, stuff again because he gave it legitimacy, right? So he talks about um, there probably, possibly being a spiritual component to it, um, where some people actually see it as demonic um, beings and other people see it as godly beings. Well, I just, I just find that you know, hu- humans have a very limited understanding of things outside of what they believe right so if you you believe a thing you'll attach any kind of definition to it so i i don't i I don't want people to get bogged down i don't i don't believe in this well i'm not going to uh put a demonic kind of thing on it because i i i don't i don't think demonic is mystical i think everyday ordinary people have the ability to be demonic and some of them are right so it's not some super kind of thing out there this is regular people doing dastardly things so uh i I don't i don't think that's the conversation because you know when white people attach spirituality and religion to things their first thought is to kill it (laughs) that's just the history and the nature of white people and i i the minute that they start attaching some religious component to it is the beginning of the end of, of what could be learned and what could be gleaned. It's that shoot first and then never ask questions later. Do you know what I mean? You well, know. That's the question of the people who, who would always think that there's something evil. Some people see evil in God. So, um, But if you believe there is a God, you would probably want to believe there's something bad on the opposite end i guess um yeah if you're gonna believe put belief to something good then you have to balance the equation and say there's something bad you know it which is why you have a god that's good um and the only way to prove god is good is if there is evil mm. so i don't know i mean i don't I mean, we already know evil exists. We don't got to prove it. That We don't need to prove evil exists. We that's, see it all the time. That, but that's the reason you know evil exists is because that's good, right? If all, if only evil existed, you would only think that would be not that was the normal thing to exist in. Well, I I I think you forget about hope and and the dreaming and the and the uh, of a better way, you know. I mean, just like enslaved people, they were enslaved. They saw no end in sight. And slavery lasted for four or 500 years. But but even in enslavement, people had hope that a better day will come. So even if you believe, even if you are in a place of evil all the time, there is this ability to sort of look beyond what the current situation is and say, uh, a better day will come. I hope for a better day. I pray for a better day. This cannot be the only day. That's that's I think that's where uh, uh, spirituality could come in, where it allows us to 
to uh, rise above our current situations and 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 believe and dream about a better day. And when you can dream about a better day, you can start building for a better day, right? You 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 absolutely can do that. Every, every good revolution starts there. <laughs> every good one. <laughs> that's the good, that's the good part of humanity, right? The that we do have i that we have the capability of having of having ideals and and dreaming of tomorrow, right? You you don't I don't think you see a a dog thinking about what's gonna happen a month from now. It's talk it's thinking about its its next meal. You know, hu humans or you know <laughs> good humans <laughs> actually aren't um looking at what they're conquering today. I think this this is what evolution is all about. Um the fact that we can dream of a better tomorrow. Um, and we're the only species on this planet, which is why we've gone as far as we have. We we want to be better. Well, at least some of us. I don't know. These things. <laughs> <laughs> some of us, Harry. <laughs> some of us want to be better. I don't know about all of us, Harry. Some of us strive to be better. Some of us strive to be better. <laughs> and which is why, and it's true, some of us, right? Which is why we are all dragging the dead weight of, of complacency, of, of evil, of this, because other people just want to keep it in darkness a lot of times. Well, it's, I mean, you know, when you see that, though, you have to ask, what do they gain from that? Well, you know, there, there is there, there is something to be, to be gained when you hold people, when you oppress people, when you hold people down. You know, when you, when, you, when you deliberately keep them out of good fortune and access to things that you yourself enjoy, you know, because you believe that. Um, in order to give them what you have or let them have access to what you have, that somehow or other you'll get less and that there will only be less by the time you let everybody get a piece. That's that lack mentality that people have. I don't want them to have it. I want to offer myself because at some point we might not have enough and I don't want to be in the camp that doesn't have enough. I want to be in the camp that has all of it. <laughs> I don't give a damn about them other, other people. I want it all. <laughs> it's so it's so difficult to understand. Um, I, I mean, I understand people who are sharks, right? And you're swimming with sharks, and you know, you get you jump into that pool, somebody's looking to take your head off, right? But then you have other people that you get into the pool, it's lukewarm, they they're not even they're just treading water and they're, they're happy treading water, but they're not happy because they want what the sharks, all the meat and everything the sharks have over there, right? So it's it's just, it's so complex that, you know, I was looking at um, these, at the, at the pro, at, there was a protest, I think, in San Francisco where they were talking about um, how economics is affecting all the homeless and everything. And, and there was this young lady who was saying, 
she can't live the American dream because she's making minimum wage. And I'm thinking to myself, okay, but if that's where your dream stops, at the at your job where you're only making a minimum wage, that you'll never see the American dream at making minimum wage. So well, but here's the other part of that. And this is and 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 we have to stop this. See, we say the American dream is the ability to work hard, buy a house, put your kids through college. Like that's the American dream. And and for somebody who says, you know what, why do I have to have eight jobs in order to fulfill that? Why can't I work the jobs that I have, be paid decently, better decently for it? Because I enjoy what I do. This is what I want to do. Why do I have to hustle, thrive, beat myself up, work myself to the bone to achieve something that should be my right to achieve that I should be able to do on a, on a job, a regular job? Why can't I do that on a regular job? You can't do it at a regular job. Why? We Because we made it so. But we don't have to have it that way. We could absolutely change that. So you're saying that a, I don't know, pick pick a, a job, a, a counter person, uh, a cashier, should make exactly what my doctor that I saw yesterday is making? Why not? He saw, well, the doctor has gone through has had to jump to, through so many hoops to be where she's at. Yeah, but your doctor ain't, but when you go to the store and you need to get cashed out, your doctor ain't there. You need the cashier to cash you out. When the when the world shut down, who was essential? Who who was essential? Well, doctors, but besides them. Really? They was in the grocery stores? The grocery stores stayed open with doctors? No, you're right. There's, there's certain <laughs> well, Babs, the, the line staff in any industry is going to be essential, right? But they're also interchangeable, right? Well, we, we created this hierarchy of foolishness that says uh, you're worth more because of this. We've created that. We don't have to have that. We could do a different kind of thing. Thought about this. That's, that's Not that we pay doctors less or cashiers more, or teachers less, or teachers more, or whatever, is that that, is that it shouldn't, it shouldn't be determined, it, it, how much money you make shouldn't determine whether or not you could be a homeowner, homeowner, homeowner or not. Why does that, why is that the determinant? Why? So why, why are we saying you can't buy a house because you don't, you know, and you you think a cashier is gonna go buy a house, a million dollar house? No, but there should be a house within range for everybody. Like somebody should be able to buy a house within their means anywhere. Well, I read an article I think yesterday where you had the in this economy you have to be making over a hundred and twenty or one hundred forty thousand to actually own a home, right? To to be able to afford a home. Um, I think you're not even minimum wage unless you're over a hundred or something thousand. I mean, not minimum wage. You're not in the middle class. You're not considered middle class unless you're making, I think it's over a hundred and twenty thousand. So, yeah, life is so expensive these days. Life is so expensive that you know it's unrealistic 
people buy stuff for to to increase the value of their lives um businesses create business to increase their bank accounts and the values of their lives so when you have people the creators of stuff and you want to make them at the same level as the subordinates, it, it becomes difficult. Nobody see, that's the, see that language right there is dangerous, I think. Subordinates, nobody, levels. If you're not, if you if you're not gonna make more, you're not gonna create. That's all that's all man-made, that's all man-made thinking. And 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 that kind of thinking is rooted in white supremacy. And when you have a capitalistic society that says, listen, this is what we're going to say success is. And then you dangle that level of success in front of people knowing full well that they will never be able to achieve it and that you are creating underclasses of people who are at the very bottom trying to figure out how to keep food and roof over their heads and all that kind of stuff. See, that sets up a that sets up a, a class system um, that that has never bowled well and yeah, and, but... and just encourages oppression. Don't be somewhere where the other has worked, right? A socialist society is a class system, right? So, and usually everybody in a socialist society is having difficulty eating also because there's, there's not enough resources. Because Here's the thing, Harry. We have the ability to create whatever we want. So if it doesn't work that way, why doesn't why don't we make it work that way? If it If it doesn't work, why don't we make it work? We have the ability... We have the brain power. We have the intellectual capacity. We can do what we want. We choose not to. We choose not to do it because somebody benefits from a caste system, a class system, a hierarchy of have and have nots. Somebody benefits from that. And it's a whole lot of people that benefits from that. That benefit. You can't tell me that if Jeff Bezos says, you know what, let me let me get every employee in my everybody who works for Amazon have health insurance so they don't have to go to their state health insurance. They have full-on health insurance. They have tuition reimbursement. They have all the things that we say people need in order to thrive and do well. He won't go bankrupt. He won't lose any money. He won't. Now, it might change his standing as being one of the richest people in the world. It might. I don't know. Who knows? It might elevate productivity to the likes of which he's never seen before if he took care of his people. I mean, I say that about Bezos. I say about Walmart. I say about a lot of lot of places, right? Oh, we could do what we want to do. We have no will to do it. There is no will to make sure that people are taken care of. We should have no poverty in America, not one bit. No one should be homeless in America. No one. There should be no reason why people are homeless. Shouldn't be. There should be no reason why people don't have medical insurance or access to medical care. It should not be. So that's so that's my that's my we 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 allow this to happen because we don't have the will to change it. And until the until the masses of people stand up and say this is what we want to do, it's going to be more of the same. And the divide is going to get deeper and wider with people. Here's the thing: America is so horrible that every millions of people are entering our borders. This is not about horrible. People are entering this country because they believe in the promise that America has set up all the world over that you could come here and work hard and 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 become something and a lot of people do that that's the thing that the dream exists for the people 
who want to do it, who want to come in and work harder than the other. And I'm saying, and I'm saying the other part of that is people are working hard, but the dream is still like a like a like a a, a, a rug being pulled out from under them. Well, that's the thing, right? So here and here's the difference, right? So Babs Rose Ivy isn't stopping where she's at right now. She wants to go and be a lawyer. But but you have to want to do that, right? You have to say, well, this is what I want to do, and I'm going to go and take Well, I want to do that, Harry, because a lot of the barriers have been removed in order for me to do that. I'm not starting from scratch. I'm not starting from ground zero. I already have a master's, two master's degrees, a bachelor's degrees, and certification in a bunch of other things. I'm not starting from ground zero. I done had hardship. I done overcome. I done own three properties in my life. I done raised, I raised so I'm not, I'm not the example. No, nah, because you, nope. you're, you're not I'm not the example. From, no, I'm not the example. You're not starting from scratch because you actually put the work in. I'm not the example. I'm not the example. You just went through your litany of stuff. You just said master's degree, this degree, this degree, because you went and you did that. Yeah, but when I went off to college, Harry, college was affordable. These kids going off to college now. Well, let's they, do got a, they got a gazillion dollars worth of debt. I don't have a gazillion dollars worth of debt. Let's do something like that. That's a different animal. Let's pass laws so that these colleges, these huge, massive colleges with endowment, billions of dollars in endowments, have to pay. And if and if you can't get a job coming out of college, you shouldn't have to pay your tuition. Well, I don't know about that. Yeah, well, that's, a, that's a that's another fight for another day. But right now, we got to get up out of here for you for you kick me off air. But we gotta stop giving degrees that. You can't go out and get a job doing that. Wow. Right? I, I don't think that's the answer. I don't think that's the answer. At all. I think that's a a lot of people. I, get I think that's a I think that's a smokescreen, and it doesn't get to the heart of really what is happening. That's a smokescreen. That doesn't get at the heart of what's happening. But I'm giving people loans for degrees that won't get them a job. I don't know what that means. Well, I, I don't know what that means because I I'm not seeing that anywhere. I'm not seeing people. I'm not seeing that. So. Well, there's plenty of stories written every year with the graduation classes and how they'll struggle to get jobs with certain degrees that they have. Well, I mean, I, that's I mean, people struggling anyway, regardless. I mean, I think that's just I don't think that's true. I think that's just something people say to distract people from the reality and the truth of a caste system and a hierarchy, a hierarchy that says we're going to keep certain people down. But that's. That's just where I'm at. So, all right, let me go. I gotta go because uh, it's yeah. eleven o'clock. But we'll we'll have this conversation again. <laughs> it's seven o'clock on the dot. I'm in my drop top, cruising the streets. Oh yeah, I got a real pretty, pretty little thing that's waiting for me.